You're listening to Leading with a Brave Heart, a podcast to help professional women build the confidence to lead with their hearts so that you can lead with confidence and compassion. I'm Michelle Johns and my mission is to help you find yourself instead of fixing yourself. I'm really glad you're here with me. Now onto the show. Welcome into this week's episode of Leading with a Brave Heart, where I am going to be sharing my thoughts and others' thoughts as well about the topic of leading the generations. So in workplaces these days, we can have up to five generations in the workplace, and you could not only be finding yourself working with all of these generations, but perhaps leading them as well as a leader. And although I believe most people evolve over time, and it's not always helpful to put people into boxes, it's helpful to understand that each of us may have been born during different times and This can impact how we show up at work. And it's only one dimension. There's lots of different influences over how we show up at work. And one of those influences is the times we are born. And this can influence um, who we are at work and how we show up there. So I want to share with you what I've learned about different generations and some of the research out there that could be helpful in and could be an opportunity to embrace the different generations and how we work with each other and what unique experiences everyone has and how we bring that into the workplace and how we can have conversations about helpful, positive conversations and how we can break down stereotypes and also... um, understand how we are and how we could um, empathize with others differently and how we can work with each other. So just putting all that in the mix um, and then I'm saying that, but now I'm going to break it down and be very stereotypical just for the benefit of bringing some of this into your awareness and into our awareness so that it's helpful. It's not um, to put people into boxes, but to to use it to make the workplace a better place and for you to be able to lead teams from different generations as well. So let's get into it and um, how it might be um, helpful. So I'm going to talk through the different generations that might be in the workplace. And the first one would be the traditionalists who were born before 1945. Now that might, some of you may be saying, what? But there are still people working who were born before 1945. Very rare, but you might be surprised. Uh, And then we have the baby boomers born between 1946 and 1964. Generation X, and to be really open and with you. That's my generation born between 1965 to 1979. 
Millennials, Generation Y, 1980 to 1994, and then Gen Z, born 1995 and onwards. You may be already thinking, oh, I thought it was different years. Different publications have different years, and sometimes even I've seen where Gen X is 2000 onwards, but this is the model that, that I have. Um, and uh, not to confuse things, but you will see different different publications with different years. So, um, yes, let's get into each one. So just some stereotypes to help us along the way. The traditionalists, they're more of a, they have more loyalty, if you like, to the organizations that they work. You'll find that they have a longer tenure. They may have worked for the same company their whole life, and they'll be very loyal and will that can cause a little bit of, um, I guess, conflict with younger generations that are not necessarily staying with the same company for such a long time. Uh, even not just the same company, but potentially the same role for a long time as well. And we see that roles and careers change a lot more today, but in in back in um, the earlier times, Uh, roles were quite stable and even you know technology was quite stable and so on or lack of technology if you like they value personal interactions so the face-to-face type um, situation is very important to traditionalists and they're not as familiar with embracing new technology as the um, as the younger generations um, coming up behind them they definitely respect authority and that hierarchical structure and they believe in earning your stripes that's a term that maybe you are not even familiar with but it's like doing um, paying your dues or um, doing your apprenticeship and all of those things so earning respect and earning your your um, stripes as well I'm going to keep them very brief so that we can get through them all so baby boomers they also prefer the long tenure but you will find different you know, you might see a baby boomer that has embraced the, you know, the younger generation style to move around, um, but it's more likely that they have a long tenure with their organisations or with their um, field of study. So they might just have one field. They might have been in engineering their whole life or an accountant their whole life because the careers were less, were more stable Um, during their tenure in in the workforce they prefer the face-to-face communication Um, it might not be as personal interaction as the traditionalists it might just be face-to-face but it doesn't mean that they enjoy the personal interaction it's just they they're more familiar with a face-to-face communication they've also probably um, more likely to have embraced the email communication because that came in um, and they would like to communicate by email more likely than by the chat. You might even find a baby boomer didn't even know that they had a Microsoft chat um, happening and they might have all these messages when they realize because I know people who have been, you know, had that chat rolled out, but there was no training when Microsoft chat was rolled out potentially, and they didn't even know it was there. And they're still communicating with everyone on email. Don't laugh at them, help them, um, is what I'd like to say, um, offer there. 
um, they like to mentor younger people. This is in general, of course, but they like to pass on what they learned and how they climbed the ladder and be really helpful to the younger generations coming up. The younger generations may go, I know what I'm doing. Why are they trying to mentor me or tell me what to do? So you could see that kind of conflict happening. So I'm trying to bring in some real life situations that might be tricky or challenging or a little funny as well. So just to make it lighthearted. Um, So if you're a baby boomer, you may also like to think about what could I learn from the younger generation? And the younger generation, um, it may be helpful to actually let a baby boomer um, be a mentor because you might help them feel valued in the workplace as they're getting towards their retirement. So build a bridge there is is the offering. Uh, Baby boomers tend to be more competitive though. So you might find that they, when it goes, when it comes to those day outs, you know, team days, the baby boomers will be really trying to win. And it's just their nature because that was how they potentially, their experience in their, in their youth um, and in their, career and so on and to I guess um, embrace that competitive nature as well they do value teamwork so if you're in a team with a baby boomer um, you'll find that they'll be really trying to win for the team not just for themselves so they do value the teamwork Gen X um, I'll try and talk general here and not just about myself they're that a little more independent. So that, that generation that, you know, embraced independence. And so they do like to collaborate, but they're not as natural as it at it as the other generations coming up. So I know personally, I will bring this in, is that I like collaborating, but I didn't realize how good at collaborating some of the younger generations are. And I really try to learn from them in the workplace. So be kind to us Gen X. We want to collaborate, but we were of that era where we were, especially women, were taught you really need to be self-reliant and independent, and that can come in and play out in the workplace. They are the generation that brought in that work-life balance situation. Now, that didn't always work out, did it? Because when we went work-life balance, we went play hard, work hard. So work hard, play hard. So it We're going to work hard. We're going to work those really long hours, like I certainly did early in my career, 70 hour a week sometimes. And then I'm trying to play hard as well. And that turns into, um, I guess, celebrating, going hard in the celebration um, situation as well. So Gen X, thank you. Um, You can thank Gen X for the bringing in the work-life balance situation or trying to balance things up but they took it to another level where they would work really long hours and um, if they were potentially having a family as well they'd try and do everything and the next generation are teaching us you can't do everything you burn out and so um, there was a little undoing of that that we needed to do in the next generations coming through because Gen X really tried to bring in that work-life balance Um We're not taking all of the blame for that. We're going to put a bit of blame on the men, but, you know, they were the generation of work-life balance. Gen X are comfortable with face-to-face and email communication. They 
are quite comfortable with both. I can share that email came in while I was in the early stages of my career. So that was the early stages where I was still learning and so I could easily take on the email communication. Um, Gen X can be a little sceptical. They'll often be the half glass empty, you'll notice, and it might be to do with, I'm not sure what it's to do with, um, but it could be to do with um, some of the recessions that came in early in their career. They experienced a number of recessions plus the G, the um, global financial crisis as well, um, and a lot of other things that influenced Gen X to be a little more sceptical or they'll call the risks out. So if you're in a meeting and you're a gen, um, a younger generation, you might be able to pick a Gen X because they will tell you what the risks are and what might go wrong. Now, I like to think that I surrounded myself with lots of Gen Y people and I got uh, took that out of my system during part of my career where I was around a lot of Gen Y. So I like to think that I'm not as sceptical as the as the stereotype Gen X. Now, this is not about me, but I'm just sharing that you might stereotype someone, but they may have actually been able to adapt to the other generations uh, as well. And Gen X value flexibility. So I can definitely say that um, I value it in that it wasn't always offered. So when you were presented with it, it was very valuable and I wanted more. So, and then I became, I guess, a bit more like a Gen Y and, and hoped to uh, express, I guess, um, expect it a bit more. But maybe that was just COVID as well. We all kind of adapted to that. So I'll go back to the, the general topic um, and then talk about the millennials. So these are also the Gen Y. So I keep referring them to as Gen Y because that was I was Gen X and then Gen Y came up, but we're calling them the millennials. Um, millennials are tech friendly because they entered the workforce and the internet was already going. Me in the Gen X, I wasn't using the internet when I first started working. I wasn't using the internet uh, at uni. So (laughs) really sharing my age here because um, so millennials, tech friendly, they prefer to lead. They actually are quite good leaders naturally. And I think it might have been the parenting. If you listen to Simon Sinek, he will tell you all about the millennials. And um, they're comfortable speaking up. As a general rule, I work with a lot of people in the millennial space who are not as comfortable speaking up. They may have started the workplace being comfortable speaking up. And then they hit the ceiling of Gen X and baby boomers, especially Um, maybe in male-dominated industries and they lose their confidence to speak up. So I I really want to help people not lose that because, you know, it's natural and it was so hard for me not to speak up because not only was I a Gen X, but I was in male-dominated industries and um, not as comfortable. And I love to see, and it's such refreshing to see the millennials being comfortable to speak up. And I saw that as I was leading teams with people younger than me and I would embrace that. So they're more comfortable speaking up and they value having a purpose at work. So they value that purpose-driven turn up um, for a reason, not just to earn money or to progress their career like the baby boomers and some of the Gen X is about career, you know, 
having a career. Millennials more about the purpose and why they're there. And they achieve, they're very, in general, achievement orientated. So tick, 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 getting through things and really achieving things and things and um, um, more about achieving results and that feeling Whereas the baby boomers would be more about the, you know, the goal orientated, like, you know, more um, meeting, like setting goals. Um, millennials more like to have the feeling of achieving something, hoping that makes sense. <laughs> and then we have the Gen Z. So technology is completely part of their DNA. They were born with a phone in their hand. Not necessarily on their ear, which I think I said in another episode recently, but they were born with with technology in there as an extension of their hand. And they probably never really put a phone to their ear because they use ear pods or um, they would have just had the, the general um, ear, uh, ear phones and so on, um, but now be very much like ear pods. Um, they prefer diverse workplaces. They're very used to being, especially in different, I guess in Australia, brought up very multicultural and they prefer that in the workplace as well. Um, they have an independent approach to learning. So the Gen X uh, were more independent in general, but Gen Z, they're of the era of jumping online, learning um, independently and then coming back and sharing that with others or maybe just showing what they know if you like they put they value personal time I know Gen Z's will often be that generation that they value just being in their room alone doing their own thing or maybe we think that's what they're doing but they're really communicating differently and this is where the preference for communication style is via SMS DMs and through their social media accounts. Um, millennials, I don't think I mentioned their preferred communication style, but they can be a hybrid because they they can do the email communication uh, and the social media and SMS, and they might be more of a WhatsApp group um, type. Um, that's a general statement just from what I've seen. Um, but they're more uh, comfortable with the different types of social media uh, than Gen X are. I'm a Gen X, but I had to learn social media for working and so on. Um, And the Gen Z that I'm talking about now, they have very strong preferences on which social media they'll use and they'll be early adopters of what's coming out new. They're probably using something I've never heard of, to be honest. So how do we leverage this diversity of all these generations in the workplace? Well, the first thing to do, although I've talked about all the stereotypes, leave them at the door in terms of the negative um, ways of of saying, you know, this generation are lazy, that generation are rigid, um, and so on. It's more about um, thinking about and empathizing with the differences and how people were shaped based on when they were born and what was going on in the world around them. So leaving those negative stereotypes at the door, if you like. Uh, We also think about, you know, having these conversations. Don't start with a stereotype. Start of the other person. Start with yours. Start with acknowledging what you bring to the workplace that is from your generation. So like I might say, 
what I shared before about being um, the work-life balance and that how can I help the next generation not to be like me? And that's how I started leading. I worked really long hours and felt like I did my apprenticeship. And then I refused to put that onto people that I led. I'm like, that's, that's stopping at my generation. That's stopping right now. So having the conversations about um, what you bring to the workplace, what stereotypes you bring in and what you've done to adapt to the you know, upcoming generations. Also, just having the conversations about the differences and appreciating the differences that people bring and maybe thanking that baby boomer for having the face-to-face conversation and getting you more f- comfortable with the personal interactions, whether you deal with eye contact in a, you know, easily or not that's okay but it might just be you know getting more comfortable with um, those face-to-face conversations you may have to go to an interview one day you may have to get up in front of a board one day and you know using that to help you develop if you like just as one example Um, embrace the differences Um, appreciate how someone else may bring something different to the workplace This is where I love the reverse mentoring concept, where if if you're a younger generation, you could offer what you could um, uh, bring to a baby boomer or Gen X um, in terms of like embracing technology more easily or being the Gen X asking the Gen, sorry, the millennial or the Gen Z to mentor you in those situations. So, you know, having those differences and embracing them. And then just sort of help bridge the gaps in terms of what we can offer one another. Um, so, you know, I would love to be as fast on the, <laughs> with the thumbs, like on the text messaging. Um, you know, I'm not saying that that's something I'll learn from the, from a millennial or from a Gen Z, but I would love to learn how to use Google better. I'm the worst Google person in the world. When I I need someone else to tell me what to type into Google to get a really good answer. Um, And, you know, that's a silly example. But just for example, what is it that I could learn and how could I then um, create those really good relationships with people from different generations? And I like to think that I have done that throughout my career and my life is to always embrace and adapt to others. with others, with the help, and um, but I could do more as well. So what could you do um, with it? So think about those different generations. Think about um, what you can learn from each of those generations and where are the current challenges you're having right now. Maybe you're leading a team of different generations. Where are those challenges Is it a generational challenge that you're finding? And how can you help bridge the gap between um, you and maybe someone that you're having a challenge with? Um, And like I've tried to say throughout this podcast, have fun with it. Where is something that you could, um, you know, have fun And, you know, maybe you could do a team day where you bring different information, obviously make it a safe space and have conversations one on one with people. But then maybe you could have fun with 
um, the different generations. It could be even just having an, you know, an 80s afternoon where you all wear something from that generation and then maybe you talk about it and um, if you're the Gen X, maybe you could share some of your experiences from that time and then ask someone else would they like to do something similar another time. Now, as a manager, you'll be dealing with all these different work styles um, and, you know, different values and communications, the way people communicate, and it could be about the generation. And if you're the leader, it's really up to you to bridge that gap, bring everyone onto the same page and build those collaborative relationships. Um, And this way, if you have a, you know, a deeper understanding of how generations differ from one another, you can then have those right conversations and you can help to make your team more um, high-performing, if you like. So that's, that's, I guess, a wrap for this week. Now, um, if I were to share some of the things that I've learned from Generation Y and Millennial would be, Oh, since the mobile phone came along, I was so slow at adopting it. But once I adopted it and I spent time with people who were younger than me, I, um, you know, got better at it, if you like. And I like to surround myself with all those different ages, whether it's someone older than me, younger than me, and just learn from each other. And if I were to share, as we're coming up to Christmas, my struggle relating to the Gen Z Um, which is my nieces, is now I have no idea what to buy them for Christmas. So um, what I need to do is ask more questions to understand what they value so that I can choose the most amazing Christmas present for them. So that's my latest struggle in this generation gap. And it's not necessarily a work struggle, but it's a life struggle. So um, as I wrap up, the actions or the homework you could take is Take a look at yourself, see if you can identify with the stereotype of your generation and think what you have taken from other generations and how have you adapted either consciously or unconsciously to other generations in the workplace. And like I said, I hope you've had uh, fun just listening to the different types of generations and um, where you're at and uh, um and that you take something from this that can make your workplace and the challenges you're experiencing a little easier um, from today onwards. So until next time, have an awesome week.